I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Truth for Youth podcast. Well, today we're gonna continue on what we were talking about in the last episode, which was this theme of don't give up, right? Don't grow tired, don't get fatigued, and quit doing good. Uh, So again, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, be sure to go back and listen to it. This is just building on what we talked about last week, but kind of recap a little bit. Uh, We were talking about how Paul was telling the Galatians to do good. They were, he was talking about that whole principle of you reap what you sow. Um, so after he talked about that principle, which, I, you know, I'll go back and read it. Let's go back and read it so we can uh, make sure that we have our full context. So in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, he says this, Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap just the kind of crop that he sows. And if he sows to please his own wrong desires, he will be planting seeds of evil and he will surely reap a harvest of spiritual decay and death. But if he plants the good things of the Spirit, he will reap the everlasting life that the Holy Spirit gives him. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if, if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Now I'm going to read you also the last couple verses um, in the message, or at least, at least verse 9. It says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. If we don't give up or quit. So last week, I shared a little bit about the story of when I did that Spartan Ultra and physically, mentally too, I guess. I was just so tired, so exhausted, but I knew. I knew that I wanted to cross that finish line. I wanted to get that big belt buckle. I wanted to get the finisher medal. I wanted to say that I finished the race, that I completed it. And we need to be doing the same thing as far as the race of the Christian faith. We need to be able to finish the race. It does us no good if we start out and we get fatigued and we get tired and we just quit. We we give up on the Christian faith. We give up on doing good. We give up on following God's will and we just give in to the world. Guess what? We don't cross the finish line. We don't get that finisher medal. We don't get that Spartan Ultra belt buckle that I'm so proud to display. Uh, But in reality, there's a greater reward for us as believers. If you are calling Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, He promises everlasting life. So that is our reward. That's far greater than any trophy, any medal, any finisher t-shirt you could ever imagine. Everlasting life. We get to spend eternity with our creator. We get to spend eternity with no pain and no suffering and just glorious. We can't even fathom how amazing it's going to be. So that's what we need to be striving for. That's our finish line. But we cannot grow weary. We cannot 
allow the tired uh, of the spiritual drain, of the emotional drain, the physical drain of doing good to overwhelm us to the point where we just quit and we just give up and we just say, forget it, I'm done, I'm giving in to the world. So today I told you I was going to tell you a story of a man and this is a great story that just goes to show you that we can't give up. We, we can't get tired and just give up. You probably have never heard of this man. Um, his name is Adoram Judson. Now, if you have heard of him, that good, but I had never heard of him, but I went up studying him when I was in seminary. And here, here's a little bit of his story, okay? So he was a missionary. In the early 1800s, he went to Burma. And Burma was a very difficult place. No one really was over there from, from the United States. It was uh, mostly Buddhist, and they were very, very set in their ways. They um, very hard to convince them that Jesus was the only way because they were dead set uh, in the Buddhist lifestyle. So he goes over there. He doesn't know the language, and Burmese is a very difficult language. I don't know from personal experience, just from what I've heard. Um, it's a very difficult language. And again, this is way before Rosetta Stone and all these other tools, the internet that we have to learn languages. So he goes over there, and he's living amongst them, and he is on a daily basis trying to build relationships with these individuals and trying to share Jesus with them. He's doing it every day, and it takes him three years just to learn the language, okay? So think about it. Three years just to learn the language enough to where you can really communicate better. All right, so he's sharing them, Jesus with them. He's not getting much, uh, you know, response out of them. Guys, he does this for five years and doesn't have one single convert. Not one. Not one single person said, hey, that Jesus guy sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I, th I think I'll give it a try. Five years. Imagine doing something for five years on a daily basis and you see zero results. I don't know about you, but I, I don't think I have that perseverance to, to get zero results doing something every day for five years and you get nothing. That was Mr. Judson. But finally, in his sixth year, he finally gets his first convert. His first person accepts Jesus. Six years. Six years to get one. And then things got a little better, all right? So it seems like, hey, all right, the ball's kind of rolling. And a lot of times that's just what it, it takes. It, it's just hard to get the ball rolling. A lot of things in life, trying to get that momentum, right? So he kind of gets a little momentum. And after that, he starts seeing, over the next few years, he starts seeing a few more people start coming uh, to accept Jesus as, as Savior. Um, that's great. Until... A war breaks out. So a war breaks out over there, and he is thrown into 
what they call a death prison, which is, you know, it's not the old political prisons that we have today where, you know, they're, they're fed good meals and, you know, you have to treat them right. Again, this is, this is in a rough area and it's during wartime. All right, so, so he's thrown into this, this death prison where he is chained with iron ankle shackles to other prisoners for 12 months. Every single day, he's chained up to other prisoners. He is, I don't know if we want to use the word tortured, but he's very, uh, he's not treated nicely. How about that? Um, there are stories of him being hung upside down by his shackles, uh, starved half to death. I mean, they're not feeding him very well. Very, very poor conditions. Um, again, not, not AC units and, uh, you know, nice toilets and all that kind of stuff that, today's prisons have compared to what he's experiencing. Um, and at some point, they took several prisoners in the, like the middle of the, of the heat, the, sum, the summer, super hot, scorching hot surface. Mr. Jetson has to go eight miles on this scorching hot surface barefoot. Again, shackled up with other prisoners. Uh, and he said after the first half mile, his feet hurt so bad. The pain was so excruciating that he wished that he could just die. He wished that he could just die so that the pain in his feet would go away. Imagine how bad the pain is that you're just begging to die because that's how much pain He's in. And that was just the first half mile. He had to go another seven and a half miles on that scorching hot surface. Uh, at least one other prisoner died along the way. It was, it was very brutal. Um, and he experiences this for 12 months. The war finally comes to an end, and he gets released. Um, when he gets released, he gets to, to go back to where he was, but the village that he was there doing all that, that work for years and years and years, um, I think at this point it would probably been about 10 years of him doing ministry there. Uh, it was a disaster. It was, it was kind of completely broken up. He was only able to find about three or four converts, uh, Christians. So, again, his life work uh, up to this point, and he's only able to find about four other Christians that he had uh, ministered to. So it's almost like he's starting over again. Um, again, he's in it about 10 years at this point. Difficult situation. So he, but he finally gets out, okay? So he's able to get out. He finds those four converts. He finds his wife. He was married at the time. Um, but only after a couple months of him getting released, his wife fell sick, and she passed away just six months after, um, after she died. She died just a couple months after he got released from prison. And then six months after his wife's death, his third child dies. And then a few months after that, his very first convert to Christianity, he was able to reconnect with her. Well, she died. And then a couple months after that, his dad died. Man, talk about a, a rough streak. So you have just 
really the last two years of his life are miserable because he spent a year of that in jail or in prison. And then over the next roughly year, his wife dies, his child, one of his child children dies, uh, the very first convert dies. So now he's down to like three converts and, um, and, and his dad dies. Man. So no surprise, Mr. Judson fell into deep depression and he was super discouraged. You know, here he is maybe 12 years in now. Um, he, he's done this on a day. He gave up everything. Look, this was a super intelligent man. Like he was valedictorian. He, he went to Brown University. He was a super intelligent man. He could have done all sorts of things with his life. He gave up his future good life, quote unquote, to go over and to be a missionary in a foreign land where he is doing his best. He is, he is trying to do good, right? Like, He's just trying to do good. He's trying to be a Christian. He's trying to share Christ with all these people. And as much as he's doing good, he's not getting a whole lot of good returned back to him. It is a struggle. All right, so he, he seeks God. I mean, at this point, what do you do? Right? He's depressed. He's discouraged. But he has nowhere else to turn. He still feels God's called him to do this. So he... He leans on God. He's depending on God. He's focused on doing God's mission and continue to do good. He's not willing to quit. He's not giving up, even though he's not seeing much fruit at all. If anything, it's like it's just evil and pain and heartache is being poured out to him. But he continues to push forward. In 1834, he finally finishes the translation of the Bible into Burmese. It took him 24 years. Okay, so he's been over there ministering for 24 years at this point. He finally has the Bible translated. Imagine that. Imagine you working on a project for 24 years. Most of you listening to this podcast are not even 24 years old. All right, for your entire life you've been working on this. You finally complete it. He gets remarried. He has eight kids with his new wife. However, three of those children die before they even reach adulthood. And then his second wife gets sick and has health issues, and she too dies. And then eventually, Mr. Judson gets sick, and he dies in 1850. Whew. Let's take a breath for a minute. This man has spent his entire life ministering to a people group that were very difficult to, to minister to. They were very set in their ways. They weren't very receptive to him or to his ministry, to, to his message of hope about Jesus Christ. Yet he continued to do good. He continued to, to do what God had called him to do. He continued to share the message of hope and salvation to these people. And it seems like life just dealt him a pretty crappy hand, if we want to be honest. Um, I mean, he, he loses two wives. He, he actually had a third wife, um, but he has two wives. He, he loses 
four children, you know, his dad, first convert, he spends time in prison, being kind of tortured and just, and then he too gets sick over there and dies. Like, man, that, that's rough. That is rough. But, but, in the words of the legend Paul Harvey, and now the rest of the story. Okay, so most of you have no clue who Paul Harvey is. Probably shows my age a little bit, but Paul Harvey was a legend radio personality back when I was a child. My dad liked to listen to him on the radio, and uh, he would always tell stories. And honestly, I like to listen to his stories too, because he always tells stories, and he, would, he was great storytelling. He'd kind of leave you hanging, like, how's the story going to end? And he would kind of tell the story, and then he would always go, okay, and now the rest of the story. Uh, because there was like a story behind the story, or, or maybe you knew uh, what the public image was of the story of what a person was, but you didn't know the behind the scenes. So let's look at the rest of the story. All right, so it was estimated that when Mr. Judson died in 1850, there were approximately 8,000 Burmese Christians and over 100 churches. So even though he had a slow start, things picked up. It's that snowball, right? It's that momentum that finally got going um, after years and years and years of grinding. You can imagine that. Now, there would probably be zero because he was the only mission, uh, missionary over there. Uh, 8,000 Burmese Christians and over 100 churches at the time of his death. Now, get this. A hundred years after his death, it was estimated that there were approximately 200,000 Burmese converts. 200,000 Burmese Christians. That's his legacy. Think about that. So even though it may not seem that a whole lot was accomplished during his lifetime, but look, at the time of his death, after, I mean, he grinded and grinded and grinded, and there was nothing. Like, remember, nothing for six years. It was in his sixth year that he finally gets one Christian. But at the time of his death, 8,000 Burmese Christians. And again, 100 years after his death, again, the seed that he planted took root and grew and grew and grew and multiplied and multiplied. 100 years after his death, so approximately in 1950, there were an estimated 200,000 Burmese Christians. That is amazing. That is a legacy. Not to mention numerous churches and universities have named uh, their universities and churches after Mr. Judson. Uh, and even his wife has uh, a couple universities named after. One of them was in Alabama. Judson College. So he left a legacy. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He kept grinding and kept grinding and kept grinding. Again, think about what happens if he quits in year five. Uh, most of us probably would have quit in year five, if not before that. If he quits in year five, that number's probably zero. 
because it doesn't have one convert yet. It takes one, and then there was two. Remember, then he had to restart with like four, and then one of those died. So it's like he's restarting, but those seeds begin to take root and begin to multiply and multiply. Had he quit, had he given up, had he grown weary of doing good, that number's probably zero. There is no legacy, but now Mr. Judson is a, is a hero in the Christian faith. I mean, he's a, he left a legacy, a lasting legacy that lives on. He didn't give up. He didn't quit. You know, God promises there will be a good harvest if you don't quit, if you don't give up. Now, we may not have the harvest that Mr. Judson had, right? But God is still promising us that there is a good harvest. There is something good. And we may not ever see that until, you know, we're in heaven with him. But this gives me hope. I don't know about you, young person listening to this, or even if you're an older adult listening to this. But this is encouraging. And don't quit. Don't give up. Keep grinding. Keep pushing forward. And know that there is a finish line one day, right? But we got to cross it. We got to get across the finish line. So don't stop doing good. Don't. Look, I know you're thinking, man, but there's so many people out here. They're not even worthy of me, you know, doing good. They're, you know, self-centered and they're arrogant or they're, you know, they're not even thankful. Guess what? If we're honest with ourselves, we're not worthy either. We're not worthy of the love God gave us. We're not worthy of the salvation that he offers us. You know, we're selfish compared to him. We don't deserve that. We're ungrateful, just like the people in this world that, that we try to do good to are at times. But God didn't give up on us. God gave us an opportunity. We, too, need to keep doing good. We, too, need to keep sharing Christ with others. And you just never know what kind of legacy may come. That one person you share the gospel with may go on and share it with thousands of others. So keep pushing forward, keep doing good, knowing, knowing that we got across the finish line and God promises a harvest. God promises good. We're going to get that amazing finisher medal, right? That amazing finisher t-shirt one day that will be well worth it. So don't give up, people. Let's be like Mr. Judson. Let's keep pushing, keep pushing, keep doing good. Guys, I hope you found this encouraging. I hope you found this um, to give you a little inspiration. You know, I know it did me, uh, so I hope it does for you as well. Honestly, I got to remind myself of the story multiple times. Uh, again, I studied him in, in seminary, and multiple times I've gone back and reread. It was actually a research paper that I wrote. I'll go back and I'll reread the paper because sometimes I need that uh, encouraging. You know, sometimes doing ministry, we don't get to see results. We don't get to see fruit. Um, we're just constantly planting seeds. And you just don't, you, sometimes you just don't know. Does that seed take root? Do those people accept Jesus? Do they go on to live a life, uh, you know, sharing Christ with others? And a lot of times I just don't know. And so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's, it's having a, an effect. I hope that those seeds are, are taking root and growing. And so you two out there do the same thing. 
Don't grow weary. Keep doing good. Keep sowing good so that you can reap good. And even though uh, it didn't look like Mr. Judson reaped a whole lot of good during his lifetime, we can look back now and see what amazing harvest there was because of, of his dedication and devotion to serving Christ. Guys, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Please, 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 if you find value in this podcast, share it with someone, someone that you think needs this inspiration today to keep doing good, to not give up, share it with them. Uh, and if you haven't already, please, on iTunes, leave it a review. Uh, it only takes a, literally probably two minutes to, to write a quick review and, uh, and post that. I really appreciate it, guys. And we will see you in the next podcast. Until then, guys, keep pushing forward and don't, don't give up. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear.